Hallelujah. And happy Mother's Day to our mothers and to every woman in the house. Amen. I pray that God will strengthen you. I pray that God will continue to make you great. I pray that God will bless the work of your hands. I pray that you'll be fruitful. I pray that you'll be great. And I pray that your seeds will grow to become greater than you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take our fruitfulness declaration for the morning. The eternal God is our refuge. He opens rivers in desolate heights. The Lord makes the wilderness a pool of water. The Lord God is my sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Therefore, I delight myself in him. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall be fresh and flourishing. Though the earth be shaken, the name of the Lord is my strong tower. By faith, I affirm that in Christ alone is my salvation. In him, I live and move and have my being. It is written, the righteous are like a tree planted by the waters, bearing fruits in its season. So I boldly declare, as for me, my God has made me exceedingly fruitful. In this season, my spirit bears fruit of righteousness. My talents make way for me. With my hands, I will plant, I will build, I will harvest day by day, step by step, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please take your seats. Please take your seats. Today is a special day for the women of the house. Hallelujah. And for those of you who are aware, we are having a, a women's month in ICGC Horeb Temple. And today also happens to be a Mother's Day. And so for such a day, God has prepared a special vessel to come and speak to us. So I'll be going to sit down very soon so that that special vessel will climb up and begin to speak to us. Amen. I have known this woman um, since 2006. 2006. So it's been a, it's been a long time. And by the grace of God, we've been married for 11 years. 11 years. 11 years. And by the kind grace of God, we have three beautiful children. Yes, beautiful children. There's a, a young man in there, but I call him Mr. Beautiful. Hallelujah. And for me, this woman is a pillar for me. And so if I take God out, the next person is this woman. I'm not saying it because I'm, I'm trying to introduce her, but that's the truth. Hallelujah. She's my intercessor. You know, sometimes we come and stand here and you think that we are the most powerful people, but sometimes things get to us and we are down. And this is when you see the power of a woman. This woman has been there for me and I believe she's been there for our children. I don't know what she's here to do this morning or what she'll be speaking to us. 
and I don't know what God is going to use her to do, but I believe that there is a word that God has deposited in her mouth for us this morning. Church, let's be upstanding as we welcome the vessel of the house. A vessel God has prepared. I call her Honam. 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 Oh, let's put our hands together and let's welcome upstage my wife, Honam. God bless you. Shall we please take our seats? We thank God for a special day like this. Thank you, my husband and my pastor. I am so grateful. The hyping this Amen. morning to God be the glory. Amen. Shall we? I, I first of all want to say a big thank you to him and the leadership of the church, to the women's executive and the entire church for giving me the opportunity to stand before you this morning. We pray that God will give me the grace so that I can speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand here not on my own, but on your authority. My Lord and my God, it is not by might, but it is by your spirit. Speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. My sermon title is A Woman Who Fears God. And as you all know, there is an, a, a scripture in the word of God which all women are supposed to look up to. So Proverbs 31, verse 10 to 31. But if I want to read all, we will not finish now. So I've, I'm going to pick some verses and read them. Verse, I'll start from verse 11. It says, the heart of her husband, sorry, let me start from 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Verse 11, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. Verse 12 says, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Verse 30, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. A woman who fears God can be referred to as a righteous woman, a godly woman, a virtuous woman, and an upright woman. There are certain qualities and characters that will make this woman a woman who fears God. And that is what we are going to be looking at. A woman who fears God. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of her character. I believe that it is the fear of God that gives her all the qualities, all the characteristics that she possesses. 
It is not any other thing but the fear of the Lord. So it forms the foundation of her character. It is out of fear for God that she is able to meet this criteria. When I say the fear of God, what am I talking about? Is it when uh, 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 a snake enters here and we are running helter-skelter? Is this the fear of, let's say, losing a job, the fear of developing maybe a condition or something? No, I'm not talking about that emotions that come when we face danger or when we feel that we, we are going to be harmed. That is not what I'm talking about. This morning, the fear that I am referring to is respect, is reverence, submission, and obedience to God. This is the fear that I am presenting to you this morning. And it takes the fear of God for a woman to have virtues, for her to be honest, for her to be trustworthy, to be a woman of integrity, to be kind, and to be loving. It is the fear of God that sets her apart from all other women. There are so many women in the world. You see beautiful women, but the, what makes the difference between they and the virtuous woman or the godly woman or the woman who fears the Lord is that fear, that reverence, that submission that we give to God. Many a times we are scared to be different from women in society. Yes, they will call us names. So because of that, I don't want to be called names. I remember when I was young, my cousin comes from abroad, and when she comes, she will roam all clubs. She, say, she will come back and she's so excited. So many clubs in one night. And her dad will force me, go with her. Then I'll tell her dad, no, I don't want to be found in a club. I will not go. And they called me names. You are weird. As for you, your cousin is here. Instead of being her companion, oh, you are so weird. But I like the weirdness. Amen? May God grant us grace to be different in this perverse generation. May his fear become the foundation of our character. In Jesus' name. If you have fear for the Lord as a woman, you will not cheat on your husband. You will not abandon your children. There are women who will be happy to go and spend so much time in a gym, yet their children are waiting for them in the house to be taken care of. They will take delight in leaving their children with others when they go about having fun. This is not having the fear of the Lord. We have young women. You want to become a virtuous woman. You want to become a woman who fears the Lord. Yet, you are wrecking homes. A woman is crying daily because of you. She is sitting on her bed. She cannot sleep because you are wrecking her home. This is not a seed of a woman who fears the Lord. There are people who are sowing seeds of discord. Even in the house of God, they are not afraid. They will come to A and say this, stir the person up, go to B, just stirring up trouble in the church to see the house of God crumble down. But the truth of the matter is, a woman who fears God will not do these kinds of things. Amen? If we have the fear of God, 
we will not do these kind of things. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. As I said, the fear of God is a foundational true wisdom. We need to incorporate the fear of God into our daily lives. We need to have the fear of God so that we can live lives that will bring glory to the name of God. Sometimes people see us, they cannot tell the difference between we being godly women and we being worldly women. But there is a difference and that difference must begin to show. So, a woman who fears God, may our foundation, the foundation of our character, be the fear of God. Amen. Secondly, a woman who fears God loves her husband. Sorry. A woman who fears God loves her husband unconditionally. Verse, Proverbs 31 verse 12 says she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. It is not when you feel like it. Today, I feel like being nice to my husband and I'm nice to him. Tomorrow, I don't feel like it because what happened? He annoyed me. So today, I don't feel like being nice to him yet you are living under the same roof. It takes the wisdom of God, humility, and understanding to do him good and not evil. Sometimes he will hurt you. You want to retaliate, but it takes the wisdom of God to do him good and not evil. When we get married, we get married because we are in love, isn't it? But once you get married, the wedding bells and what is happening? Your love will be tested. If truly you married because of love, the marriage will show it. It will test you. Conflicts will happen. And then there will be weapons of words becoming like missiles and bombs. He would say things that will hurt you. You will also want to say things that will hurt him. There are times silence becomes the weapon. Stonewalling. You are not talking to each other. So at the end of the day, when we are sleeping, one turns to the left, one turns to the right. One thing I have done, or we have done in marriage up till now, we don't get angry to the point where we go to bed and then one person turns this way, one person turns that way. Naturally, Men have ego. They may find it difficult to say they are sorry, but their actions will tell you that they are truly sorry. So when we are going to bed and there is anger, me being the woman, or sometimes it could be him, but most of the time I'll intentionally put my hands over my husband. What does that tell you? It is not because I want anything to happen, but it's just to tell you that we are not fighting. Because one of the things I have realized in life is we are spirit beings. When you lie on one side, turn your face to the other side, 
There is space in between you, and it is the devil who will come and glory himself in your midst. But we, as godly women, are not supposed to let that happen. Amen. It takes humility to remain lovable, even when your husband is not doing the right thing. There are some women, when their husbands are not doing the right thing, they want the whole world to know so that they will see that I'm right. But it takes humility to still love him no matter what. As I said, offenses will come. And he, he may insult you, say things that will hurt you. But it takes humility to let go and say, even though I am pained, even though, do you know that people you hurt or people that get hurt by your actions are people you really love? Because when they do things to you, it gets to you. But it takes the, the fear of God to say that even though I am hurt, I will still love you. I will still good, do good to you. Amen. As women, we are emotional beings. A woman who fears God, she gives freely to those in need. People of the household of faith, many a times, God places us in positions to help others. But what do we do? We think whatever God has given us is for us alone and for our families only. But kindness and goodness, they are the fruit of the Spirit. If you're a woman who fears God, you should be able to discern. You should be able to see that this person needs my help. That person needs my help. And extend a hand, a helping hand, or reach out to this person. Proverbs 31 verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hand to the needy. The time to help people is always at hand. We always get the opportunity. God places us in positions. I'm not saying you should go roam the streets of Accra and get poor people and take care of them. Neither am I saying you should give your money to people who are slothful or lazy. But the Bible admonishes us that we should do good to the people of the household of faith. Those who need that arm-stretched hand, those who need that help, they are around you. Colossians 3 verse... Sorry. Galatians 6 verse 10. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. And one of the things that I want to tell us is that as you are doing good, it is unnecessary to let the whole world know that you are doing good. Maybe there may be somebody who needs help to go to the university. Their parents are not ready, or the nursing school, or secondary school, and you want to help that person. You don't go and tell people that, oh, sister, you don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Let us endeavor to reach out to those around us through kindness so that at the end of the day, 
we can be a blessing to them. In Jesus' name, amen. A godly woman brings respect and honor to her husband. Verse 23 of Proverbs 31. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among elders of the land. Who are the elders of the land? These are prominent people. These are respectable people. And for a man to be in the midst of these people, it means he is respected. He is prominent. When a king wears his crown, it tells people that you should give him honor and respect. And the Bible tells us that a wife of noble character, that's Proverbs 12 verse 4, is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like a decay in his bones. For a man to be respected or to feel love, you need to respect him. To them, respect is equal to love. So if you want to be the crown of your husband, you have to learn to honor and respect him. Why are people in the gates? Why are people in authority? Why are prominent people respecting him? It is because of his wife. It is the way you treat your husband. Your, your children will see, they will treat him same. Outsiders or neighbors will know and they will treat him same. If your husband comes to you and you snap at him, a young girl sees it, oh, this woman, she's snapping at her husband. The next time the man comes, says there is a reason for that, she may also snap at him. So if you are able to honor your husband, to give him respect, because you are his crown, and that is what people see, that is what people will, will use as a, a yardstick to give him that respect and honor that he deserves. This morning, there are things that you will do as a woman that will either bring honor to your husband or will bring him disgrace. Do you take care of his needs so that he can go out looking well or you refuse to wash his things and ask him to do it himself? How do you dress as a woman? Do you dress such that when you are on the streets, Anyone can do You are not giving your husband honor. You are not respecting him. Do you put your, your pictures on Facebook and people say unwholesome things to you? It is okay to put your picture there for people to say, oh, you're looking good. Oh, that is beautiful. But when you put your, your picture there and they are saying denigrating things, you are not giving your husband honor. You are not giving him respect. There are times people refuse to cook for their husbands. Today, I am angry. I will not cook. Now, Auntie B's chop bar is his dining hall. Everybody knows him there, and they are calling him names. It is not a godly character. Do you speak to him respectfully, or you are always quarreling in your house? The whole neighborhood knows that Auntie A calls her husband this calls her husband that. Oh, they're always screaming in their house. This is not a godly character. Respecting him and honoring him boosts his confidence. It gives him sound mind to be at his best. It makes him productive. 
It gives him opportunity to focus so that he can also be among prominent people. Many a times we want our husbands to be up there, but we are causing them to be thinking. Day in, day out, they are thinking about our conduct. They are thinking about our behavior. They are not pleased with us. We are not even training our children. And these are things that will steal their confidence. But when you do it right, he will have confidence. He will be able to achieve more. And at the end of the day, you will see him sitting up there in the gates with the elders. And you will be called a woman who is godly. May God help us so that we can respect and honor our husbands. A godly woman is worthy of blessings and praise. Verse 28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also. Some men speak highly of their wives. Others, they can't have anything good to say. Today, women are rubbing shoulders with men because I am doing a good work. Who is my husband? Or when it comes to doing things, I have a friend who will take everything upon herself and be doing it in the house because she's doing a better job than the husband and she wants everybody to know. And when you say it, she will tell you he's not prudent with money. That is not the attitude of a godly woman. What are some of the things that will help you to earn the praise of your husband and your children? Sacrificing for him. You make them a priority. At the end of the day, you raise your children. You teach them the virtues of God. You set aside things to meet their needs, time for them. Another way you can also do this is by helping, supporting. You know your work is good. Support him. Nobody will know. You don't need to tell anybody that, oh, I'm the one who even did this. Oh, the house we built, it is my money. You don't need to do those things. At the end of the day, you have to pray for him and pray for your children. You need, it takes affection to be able to pray for your husband. It takes humility to be able to pray for him. Praying for him will encourage and promote unity in the marriage. You need to pray for your children. If you feel that you can't do it, there are times I ask myself, God, am I being a good mother? Am I being a good parent? Am I training my children right? But one of the things I want to tell you, as Isaiah 54 verse 13 says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. So you need to take it in prayer. In Jesus' name, may God help us to and teach us how to pray for our husbands. How can you become a godly woman? Maybe you are here. You said, you are saying, oh, I want to do all these things in Proverbs 31. I want to live in reverence fear, knowing that God is always watching me. It is never out of reach. You need to get and receive forgiveness from all your past. You need to hold yourself accountable to the things of God. 
you need to be a woman after God's own heart. You need to remind yourself of your identity in Christ. And you need to align with God and follow his ways by reading the Bible daily, by praying all the time, by fasting and living a holy life. This morning, it is my prayer that God will help us to be women who fear him, to be women after his own heart. It doesn't matter if you are single, you will marry one day. The time to start being your best is now. The time to start training yourself is now. If you think that, oh, you have messed up or you are messing your marriage up, the time to make a change is now. Shall we rise up on our feet? Hallelujah. And happy Mother's Day to our mothers and to every woman in the house. Amen. I pray that God will strengthen you. I pray that God will continue to make you great. I pray that God will bless the work of your hands. I pray that you'll be fruitful. I pray that you'll be great. And I pray that your seeds will grow to become greater than you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our fruitfulness declaration for the morning. The eternal God is our refuge. He opens rivers in desolate heights. The Lord makes the wilderness a pool of water. The Lord God is my sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Therefore, I delight myself in him. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall be fresh and flourishing. Though the earth be shaken, the name of the Lord is my strong tower. By faith, I affirm that in Christ alone is my salvation. In him, I live and move and have my being. It is written, the righteous are like a tree planted by the waters, bearing fruits in its season. So I boldly declare, as for me, my God has made me exceedingly fruitful. In this season, my spirit bears fruit of righteousness, my talents make way for me. With my hands, I will plant, I will build, I will harvest day by day, step by step, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please take your seats. Please take your seats. Today is a special day for the women of the house. Hallelujah. And for those of you who are aware, we are having a, a women's month in ICGC Horeb Temple. And today also happens to be a Mother's Day. And so for such a day, God has prepared a special vessel to come and speak to us. So I'll be going to sit down very soon so that that special vessel will climb up and begin to speak to us. Amen. I have known this woman... Um, since 2006, 
2006. So it's been, a, it's been a long time. And by the grace of God, we've been married for 11 years. 11 years. 11 years. And by the kind grace of God, we have three beautiful children. Yes, beautiful children. There's a, a young man in there, but I call him Mr. Beautiful. Hallelujah. And for me, this woman is a pillar for me. And so if I take God out, the next person is this woman. I'm not saying it because I'm, I'm trying to introduce her, but that's the truth. Hallelujah. She's my intercessor. You know, sometimes we come and stand here and you think that we are the most powerful people, but sometimes things get to us and we are down. And this is when you see the power of a woman. This woman has been there for me and I believe she's been there for our children. I don't know what she's here to do this morning or what she'll be speaking to us. And I don't know what God is going to use her to do, but I believe that there is a word that God has deposited in her mouth for us this morning. Church, let's be upstanding as we welcome the vessel of the house. A vessel God has prepared. I call her Honam. 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 Oh, let's put our hands together and let's welcome upstage my wife, Honam. God bless you. Shall we please take our seats? We thank God for a special day like this. Thank you, my husband and my pastor. I am so grateful. The hyping this Amen. morning, to God be the glory. Amen. Shall we? I, I first of all want to say a big thank you to him and the leadership of the church, to the women's executive and the entire church for giving me the opportunity to stand before you this morning. We pray that God will give me the grace so that I can speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand here not on my own, but on your authority. My Lord and my God, it is not by might, but it is by your spirit. Speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. My sermon title is A Woman Who Fears God. And as you all know, there is an, a, a scripture in the word of God which all women are supposed to look up to. So Proverbs 31, verse 10 to 31. But if I want to read all, we will not finish now. So I've, I'm going to pick some verses and read them. Verse, I'll start from verse 11. It says, the heart of her husband. Sorry, let me start from 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Verse 11. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. Verse 12 says, She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. 
her husband also, and he praises her. Verse 30, charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. A woman who fears God can be referred to as a righteous woman, a godly woman, a virtuous woman, and an upright woman. There are certain qualities and characters that will make this woman a woman who fears God. And that is what we are going to be looking at. A woman who fears God. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of her character. I believe that it is the fear of God that gives her all the qualities, all the characteristics that she possesses. It is not any other thing but the fear of the Lord. So it forms the foundation of her character. It is out of fear for God that she is able to meet this criteria. When I say the fear of God, what am I talking about? Is it when a, a, a snake enters here and we are running helter-skelter? Is this the fear of, let's say, losing a job, the fear of developing maybe a condition or something? No, I'm not talking about that emotions that come when we face danger or when we feel that we, we are going to be harmed. That is not what I'm talking about. This morning, the fear that I am referring to is respect, is reverence, submission, and obedience to God. This is the fear that I am presenting to you this morning. And it takes the fear of God for a woman to have virtues, for her to be honest, for her to be trustworthy, to be a woman of integrity, to be kind, and to be loving. It is the fear of God that sets her apart from all other women. There are so many women in the world. You see beautiful women, but the, what makes the difference between they and the virtuous woman or the godly woman or the woman who fears the Lord is that fear, that reverence, that submission that we give to God. Many a times we are scared to be different from women in society. Yes, they will call us names. So because of that, I don't want to be called names. I remember when I was young, my cousin comes from abroad, and when she comes, she will roam all clubs. She, say, she will come back and she's so excited. So many clubs in one night. And her dad will force me, go with her. Then I'll tell the dad, no, I don't want to be found in a club. I will not go. And they called me names. You are weird. As for you, your cousin is here. Instead of being her companion, oh, you are so weird. But I like the weirdness. Amen? May God grant us grace to be different in this perverse generation. May his fear become the foundation of our character. In Jesus' name. If you have fear for the Lord as a woman, you will not cheat on your husband. You will not abandon your children. There are women who will be happy to go and spend so much time in a gym, yet their children are waiting for them in the house to be taken care of. They will take delight in leaving their children with others when they 
go about having fun. This is not having the fear of the Lord. We have young women. You want to become a virtuous woman. You want to become a woman who fears the Lord. Yet, you are wrecking homes. A woman is crying daily because of you. She is sitting on her bed. She cannot sleep because you are wrecking her home. This is not a seed of a woman who fears the Lord. There are people who are sowing seeds of discord. Even in the house of God, they are not afraid. They will come to A and say this, stare the person up, go to B, just stirring up trouble in the church to see the house of God crumble down. But the truth of the matter is, a woman who fears God will not do these kinds of things. Amen? If we have the fear of God, we will not do these kind of things. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. As I said, the fear of God is a foundational true wisdom. We need to incorporate the fear of God into our daily lives. We need to have the fear of God so that we can live lives that will bring glory to the name of God. Sometimes people see us, they cannot tell the difference between we being godly women and we being worldly women. But there is a difference, and that difference must begin to show. So, a woman who fears God, may our foundation, the foundation of our character, be the fear of God. Amen. Secondly, a woman who fears God loves her husband. Sorry. A woman who fears God loves her husband unconditionally. Verse, Proverbs 31 verse 12 says she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. It is not when you feel like it. Today, I feel like being nice to my husband, then I'm nice to him. Tomorrow, I don't feel like it because what happened? He annoyed me. So today, I don't feel like being nice to him. Yet, you are living under the same roof. It takes the wisdom of God, humility, and understanding to do him good and not evil. Sometimes he will hurt you. You want to retaliate but it takes the wisdom of God to do him good and not evil. When we get married, we get married because we are in love, isn't it? But once you get married, the wedding bells end. What is happening? Your love will be tested. If truly you married because of love, the marriage will show it. It will test you. Conflicts will happen, and then there will be weapons of words becoming like missiles and bombs. He would say things that will hurt you. You will also want to say things that will hurt him. There are times silence becomes the weapon. Stonewalling, you are not talking to each other. So at the end of the day, 
when we are sleeping, one turns to the left, one turns to the right. One thing I have done, or we have done, in marriage up till now, we don't get angry to the point where we go to bed and then one person turns this way, one person turns that way. Naturally, men have ego. They may find it difficult to say they are sorry, but their actions will tell you that they are truly sorry. So when we are going to bed and there is anger, me being the woman, or sometimes it could be him, but most of the time, I will intentionally put my hands over my husband. What does that tell you? It is not because I want anything to happen, but it's just to tell you that we are not fighting. Because one of the things I have realized in life is we are spirit beings. When you lie on one side, turn your face to the other side, there is space in between you, and it is the devil who will come and glory himself in your midst. But we as godly women are not supposed to let that happen. Amen. It takes humility to remain lovable, even when your husband is not doing the right thing. There are some women, when their husbands are not doing the right thing, they want the whole world to know so that they will see that I'm right. But it takes humility to still love him no matter what. As I said, offenses will come. And he, he may insult you, say things that will hurt you. But it takes humility to let go and say, even though I am pained, even though, do you know that people you hurt or people that get hurt by your actions are people you really love? Because when they do things to you, it gets to you. But it takes the, the fear of God to say that even though I am hurt, I will still love you. I will still good, do good to you. Amen. As women, we are emotional beings. A woman who fears God, she gives freely those in need. People of the household of faith, many a times, God places us in positions to help others. But what do we do? We think whatever God has given us is for us alone and for our families only. But kindness and goodness, they are the fruit of the Spirit. If you're a woman who fears God, you should be able to discern, you should be able to see that this person needs my help, that person needs my help, and extend a hand, a helping hand, or reach out to this person. Proverbs 31 verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hand to the needy. The time to help people is always at hand. We always get the opportunity. God places us in positions. I'm not saying you should go roam the streets of Accra and get poor people and take care of them. Neither am I saying you should give your money to people who are slothful or lazy. But the Bible admonishes us that we should do good to the people of the household of faith. Those who need that arm-stretched hand, those who need that help, they are around you. Colossians 3 verse 
sorry, Galatians 6 verse 10. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. And one of the things that I want to tell us is that as you are doing good, it is unnecessary to let the whole world know that you are doing good. Maybe there may be somebody who needs help to go to the university. Their parents are not ready, or the nursing school, or secondary school, and you want to help that person. You don't go and tell people that, oh, sister, you don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Let us endeavor to reach out to those around us through kindness so that at the end of the day, we can be a blessing to them. In Jesus' name, amen. A godly woman brings respect and honor to her husband. Verse 23 of Proverbs 31. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among elders of the land. Who are the elders of the land? These are prominent people. These are respectable people. And for a man to be in the midst of these people, it means he is respected. He is prominent. When a king wears his crown, it tells people that you should give him honor and respect. And the Bible tells us that a wife of noble character, that's Proverbs 12 verse 4, it's her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like a decay in his bones. For a man to be respected or to feel love, you need to respect him. To them, respect is equal to love. So if you want to be the crown of your husband, you have to learn to honor and respect him. Why are people in the gates? Why are people in authority? Why are prominent people respecting him? It is because of his wife. It is the way you treat your husband. Your, your children will see, they will treat him same. Outsiders or neighbors will know and they will treat him same. If your husband comes to you and you snap at him, a young girl sees it, oh, this woman, she's snapping at her husband. The next time the man comes, says there is a reason for that, she may also snap at him. So if you are able to honor your husband, to give him respect, because you are his crown, and that is what people see, that is what people will, will use as a, a yardstick to give him that respect and honor that he deserves. This morning... There are things that you will do as a woman that will either bring honor to your husband or will bring him disgrace. Do you take care of his needs so that he can go out looking well or you refuse to wash his things and ask him to do it himself? How do you dress as a woman? Do you dress such that when you are on the streets, Anyone can do You are not giving your husband honor. You are not respecting him. Do you put your, your pictures on Facebook and people say unwholesome things to you? It is okay to put your picture there for people to say, oh, you are looking good. Oh, that is beautiful. But when you put 
your, your picture there and they are saying denigrating things. You are not giving your husband honor. You are not giving him respect. There are times people refuse to cook for their husbands. Today, I am angry. I will not cook. Now, Auntie B's chop bar is his dining hall. Everybody knows him there, and they are calling him names. It is not a godly character. Do you speak to him respectfully, or you're always quarreling in your house? The whole neighborhood knows that Auntie A calls her husband this, calls her husband that. Oh, they're always screaming in their house. This is not a godly character. Respecting him and honoring him boosts his confidence. It gives him sound mind to be at his best. It makes him productive. It gives him opportunity to focus so that he can also be among prominent people. Many a times we want our husbands to be up there, but we are causing them to be thinking. Day in, day out, they are thinking about our conduct. They are thinking about our behavior. They are not pleased with us. We are not even training our children. And these are things that will steal their confidence. But when you do it right, he will have confidence. He will be able to achieve more. And at the end of the day, you will see him sitting up there in the gates with the elders. And you will be called a woman who is godly. May God help us so that we can respect and honor our husbands. A godly woman is worthy of blessings and praise. Verse 28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also. Some men speak highly of their wives. Others, they can't have anything good to say. Today, women are rubbing shoulders with men because I am doing a good work. Who is my husband? Or when it comes to doing things, I have a friend who would take everything upon herself and be doing it in the house because she's doing a better job than the husband and she wants everybody to know. And when you say it, she will tell you he's not prudent with money. That is not the attitude of a godly woman. What are some of the things that will help you to earn the praise of your husband and your children? Sacrificing for him. You make them a priority. At the end of the day, you raise your children. You teach them the virtues of God. You set aside things to meet their needs, time for them. Another way you can also do this is by helping, supporting. You know your work is good. Support him. Nobody will know. You don't need to tell anybody that, oh, I'm the one who even did this. Oh, the house we built, it is my money. You don't need to do those things. At the end of the day, you have to pray for him and pray for your children. You need, it takes affection. To be able to pray for your husband. It takes humility to be able to pray for him. Praying for him will encourage and promote unity in the marriage. You need to pray for your children. 
if you feel that you can't do it, there are times I ask myself, God, am I being a good mother? Am I being a good parent? Am I training my children right? But one of the things I want to tell you, as Isaiah 54, verse 13 says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. So you need to take it in prayer. In Jesus' name, may God help us to and teach us how to pray for our husbands. How can you become a godly woman? Maybe you are here. You, said, you are saying, oh, I want to do all these things in Proverbs 31. I want to live in reverent fear, knowing that God is always watching me. It is never out of reach. You need to get and receive forgiveness from all your past. You need to hold yourself accountable to the things of God. You need to be a woman after God's own heart. You need to remind yourself of your identity in Christ. And you need to align with God and follow his ways by reading the Bible daily, by praying all the time, by fasting and living a holy life. This morning, it is my prayer that God will help us to be women who fear him, to be women after his own heart. It doesn't matter if you are single, you will marry one day. The time to start being your best is now. The time to start training yourself is now. If you think that, oh, you have messed up or you are messing your marriage up, the time to make a change is now. Shall we rise up on our feet? Hallelujah. And happy Mother's Day to our mothers and to every woman in the house. Amen. I pray that God will strengthen you. I pray that God will continue to make you great. I pray that God will bless the work of your hands. I pray that you'll be fruitful. I pray that you'll be great. And I pray that your seeds will grow to become greater than you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take our fruitfulness declaration for the morning. The eternal God is our refuge. He opens rivers in desolate heights. The Lord makes the wilderness a pool of water. The Lord God is my sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Therefore, I delight myself in him. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall be fresh, and flourishing though the earth be shaken the name of the Lord is my strong tower by faith I affirm that in Christ alone is my salvation in him I live and move and have my being it is written the righteous are like a tree planted by the waters, bearing fruits in its season. So I boldly declare, as for me, my God has made me exceedingly fruitful. In this season, my spirit bears fruit of righteousness. My talents make way for me. With my hands, 
I will plant, I will build, I will harvest day by day, step by step, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please take your seats. Please take your seats. Today is a special day for the women of the house. Hallelujah. And for those of you who are aware, we are having a, a women's month in ICGC Horeb Temple. And today also happens to be a Mother's Day. And so for such a day, God has prepared a special vessel to come and speak to us. So I'll be going to sit down very soon so that that special vessel will climb up and begin to speak to us. Amen. I have known this woman um, since 2006. 2006. So it's been, a, it's been a long time. And by the grace of God, we've been married for 11 years. 11 years. 11 years. And by the kind grace of God, we have three beautiful children. Yes, beautiful children. There's a, a young man in there, but I call him Mr. Beautiful. Hallelujah. And for me, this woman is a pillar for me. And so if I take God out, the next person is this woman. I'm not saying it because I'm, I'm trying to introduce her, but that's the truth. Hallelujah. She's my intercessor. You know, sometimes we come and stand here and you think that we are the most powerful people, but sometimes things get to us and we are down. And this is when you see the power of a woman. This woman has been there for me, and I believe she's been there for our children. I don't know what she's here to do this morning or what she'll be speaking to us. And I don't know what God is going to use her to do, but I believe that there is a word that God has deposited in her mouth for us this morning. Church, let's be upstanding as we welcome the vessel of the house. A vessel God has prepared. I call her Honam. 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 Oh, let's put our hands together and let's welcome upstage my wife, Honam. God bless you. Shall we please take our seats? We thank God for a special day like this. Thank you, my husband and my pastor. I am so grateful. The hyping this Amen. morning, to God be the glory. Amen. Shall we? I, I first of all want to say a big thank you to him and the leadership of the church, to the women's executive and the entire church for giving me the opportunity to stand before you this morning. We pray that God will give me the grace so that I can speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand here not on my own, but on your authority. My Lord and my God, it is not by might, but it is by your spirit. Speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. My sermon title is A Woman Who Fears God. And as you all know, there is an, a, a scripture in the word of God 
which all women are supposed to look up to. So, Proverbs 31, verse 10 to 31. But if I want to read all, we will not finish now. So, I've, I'm going to pick some verses and read them. I'll start from verse 11. It says, the heart of her husband. Sorry, let me start from 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Verse 11, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. Verse 12 says, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Verse 30, charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. A woman who fears God can be referred to as a righteous woman, a godly woman, a virtuous woman, and an upright woman. There are certain qualities and characters that will make this woman a woman who fears God. And that is what we are going to be looking at. A woman who fears God. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of her character. I believe that it is the fear of God that gives her all the qualities, all the characteristics that she possesses. It is not any other thing but the fear of the Lord. So it forms the foundation of her character. It is out of fear for God that she is able to meet this criteria. When I say the fear of God, what am I talking about? Is it when a, a, a snake enters here and we are running helter-skelter? Is this the fear of, let's say, losing a job, the fear of developing maybe a condition or something? No, I'm not talking about that emotions that come when we face danger or when we feel that we, we are going to be harmed. That is not what I'm talking about. This morning, the fear that I am referring to is respect, is reverence, submission, and obedience to God. This is the fear that I am presenting to you this morning. And it takes the fear of God for a woman to have virtues, for her to be honest, for her to be trustworthy, to be a woman of integrity, to be kind and to be loving. It is the fear of God that sets her apart from all other women. There are so many women in the world. You see beautiful women, but the, what makes the difference between they and the virtuous woman or the godly woman or the woman who fears the Lord is that fear, that reverence, that submission that we give to God. Many a times we are scared to be different from women in society. Yes, they will call us names. So because of that, I don't want to be called names. I remember when I was young, my cousin comes from abroad and when she comes, she will roam all clubs. She said she will come back and she's so excited. So many clubs in one night. 
and her dad will force me, go with her. Then I'll tell the dad, no, I don't want to be found in a club. I will not go. And they called me names. You are weird. As for you, your cousin is here. Instead of being her companion, oh, you are so weird. But I like the weirdness. Amen? May God grant us grace to be different in this perverse generation. May his fear become the foundation of our character in Jesus' name. If you have fear for the Lord as a woman, you will not cheat on your husband. You will not abandon your children. There are women who will be happy to go and spend so much time in a gym, yet their children are waiting for them in the house to be taken care of. They will take delight in leaving their children with others when they go about having fun. This is not having the fear of the Lord. We have young women. You want to become a virtuous woman. You want to become a woman who fears the Lord. Yet, you are wrecking homes. A woman is crying daily because of you. She is sitting on her bed. She cannot sleep because you are wrecking her home. This is not a seed of a woman who fears the Lord. There are people who are sowing seeds of discord. Even in the house of God, they are not afraid. They will come to A and say this, stir the person up, go to B, just stirring up trouble in the church to see the house of God crumble down. But the truth of the matter is, a woman who fears God will not do these kinds of things. Amen? If we have the fear of God, we will not do this kind of things. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. As I said, the fear of God is a foundational true wisdom. We need to incorporate the fear of God into our daily lives. We need to have the fear of God so that we can live lives that will bring glory to the name of God. Sometimes people see us, they cannot tell the difference between we being godly women and we being worldly women. But there is a difference and that difference must begin to show. So, a woman who fears God May our foundation, the foundation of our character, be the fear of God. Amen. Secondly, a woman who fears God loves her husband. Sorry. A woman who fears God loves her husband unconditionally. Verse, Proverbs 31 verse 12 says she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. It is not when you feel like it. Today I feel like being nice to my husband and I'm nice to him. Tomorrow I don't feel like it because what happened? He annoyed me. So today I don't feel like being nice to him. Yet you are living under the same roof. It takes the wisdom of God, humility, and understanding to do him good and not evil. Sometimes he will hurt you 
You want to retaliate, but it takes the wisdom of God to do him good and not evil. When we get married, we get married because we are in love, isn't it? But once you get married, the wedding bells end. What is happening? Your love will be tested. If truly you married because of love, the marriage will show it. It will test you. Conflicts will happen. And then there will be weapons of words becoming like missiles and bombs. He would say things that will hurt you. You will also want to say things that will hurt him. There are times silence becomes the weapon. Stonewalling. You are not talking to each other. So at the end of the day, when we are sleeping, one turns to the left, one turns to the right. One thing I have done, or we have done, in marriage up till now, we don't get angry to the point where we go to bed and then one person turns this way, one person turns that way. Naturally, men have ego. They may find it difficult to say they are sorry, but their actions will tell you that they are truly sorry. So when we are going to bed and there is anger, me being the woman, or sometimes it could be him, but most of the time, I will intentionally put my hands over my husband. What does that tell you? It is not because I want anything to happen, but it's just to tell you that we are not fighting. Because one of the things I have realized in life is we are spirit beings. When you lie on one side, turn your face to the other side, there is space in between you, and it is the devil who will come and glory himself in your midst. But we as godly women are not supposed to let that happen. Amen. It takes humility to remain lovable even when your husband is not doing the right thing. There are some women when their husbands are not doing the right thing, they want the whole world to know so that they will see that I'm right. But it takes humility to still love him no matter what. As I said, offenses will come. And he, he may insult you, say things that will hurt you. But it takes humility to let go. And say, even though I am pained, even though, do you know that people you hurt, or people that get hurt by your actions, are people you really love. Because when they do things to you, it gets to you. But it takes the, the fear of God to say that even though I am hurt, I will still love you. I will still good, do good to you. Amen. As women, we are emotional beings. A woman who fears God, she gives freely to those in need. People of the household of faith, many a times, God places us in positions to help others. But what do we do? We think whatever God has given us is for us alone and for our families only. But kindness and goodness, they are the fruit of the Spirit. If you're a woman who fears God, you should be able to discern. You should be able to see that this person needs my help, that person needs my help, and extend a hand, a helping hand, or reach out to this person. 
Proverbs 31 verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hand to the needy. The time to help people is always at hand. We always get the opportunity. God places us in positions. I'm not saying you should go roam the streets of Accra and get poor people and take care of them. Neither am I saying you should give your money to people who are slothful or lazy. But the Bible admonishes us that we should do good to the people of the household of faith. Those who need that arm-stretched hand, those who need that help, they are around you. Colossians 3 verse sorry, Galatians 6 verse 10 therefore as we have the opportunity let us do good to all especially those who are of the household of faith and one of the things that I want to tell us is that as you are doing good it is unnecessary to let the whole world know that you are doing good. Maybe there may be somebody who needs help to go to the university. Their parents are not ready. Or the nursing school. Or secondary school. And you want to help that person. You don't go and tell people that, Oh, sister, you don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Let us endeavor to reach out to those around us through kindness so that at the end of the day, we can be a blessing to them. In Jesus' name, amen. A godly woman brings respect and honor to her husband. Verse 23 of Proverbs 31. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among elders of the land. Who are the elders of the land? These are prominent people. These are respectable people. And for a man to be in the midst of these people, it means he is respected. He is prominent. When a king wears his crown, it tells people that you should give him honor and respect. And the Bible tells us that a wife of noble character, that's Proverbs 12 verse 4, it's her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like a decay in his bones. For a man to be respected or to feel love, you need to respect him. To them, respect is equal to love. So if you want to be the crown of your husband, you have to learn to honor and respect him. Why are people in the gates? Why are people in authority? Why are prominent people respecting him? It is because of his wife. It is the way you treat your husband. Your, your children will see, they will treat him same. Outsiders or neighbors will know and they will treat him same. If your husband comes to you and you snap at him, a young girl sees it, oh, this woman, she's snapping at her husband. The next time the man comes, says there is a reason for that, she may also snap at him. So if you are able to honor your husband, to give him respect, because you are his crown, and that is what people see, that is what people will, will use as a, a yardstick to give him that respect and honor that he deserves. This morning, 
there are things that you will do as a woman that will either bring honor to your husband or will bring him disgrace. Do you take care of his needs so that he can go out looking well or you refuse to wash his things and ask him to do it himself? How do you dress as a woman? Do you dress such that when you are on the streets, anyone can do You are not giving your husband honor. You are not respecting him. Do you put your, your pictures on Facebook and people say unwholesome things to you? It is okay to put your picture there for people to say, oh, you're looking good. Oh, that is beautiful. But when you put your, your picture there and they are saying denigrating things, you are not giving your husband honor. You are not giving him respect. There are times people refuse to cook for their husbands. Today, I am angry. I will not cook. Now, Auntie B's chop bar is his dining hall. Everybody knows him there, and they are calling him names. It is not a godly character. Do you speak to him respectfully, or you are always quarreling in your house? The whole neighborhood knows that Auntie A calls her husband this, calls her husband that. Oh, they are always screaming in their house. This is not a godly character. Respecting him and honoring him boosts his confidence. It gives him sound mind to be at his best. It makes him productive. It gives him opportunity to focus so that he can also be among prominent people. Many a times we want our husbands to be up there, but we are causing them to be thinking. Day in, day out, they are thinking about our conduct. They are thinking about our behavior. They are not pleased with us. We are not even training our children. And these are things that will steal their confidence. But when you do it right, he will have confidence. He will be able to achieve more. And at the end of the day, you will see him sitting up there in the gates with the elders. And you will be called a woman who is godly. May God help us so that we can respect and honor our husbands. A godly woman is worthy of blessings and praise. Verse 28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also. Some men speak highly of their wives. Others, they can't have anything good to say. Today, women are rubbing shoulders with men because I am doing a good work. Who is my husband? Or when it comes to doing things, I have a friend who would take everything upon herself and be doing it in the house because she's doing a better job than her husband and she wants everybody to know. And when you say it, she will tell you he's not prudent with money. That is not the attitude of a godly woman. What are some of the things that will help you to earn the praise of your husband and your children? Sacrificing for him. You make them a priority. At the end of the day, you raise your children. You teach them the virtues of God. You set aside 
things to meet their needs, time for them. Another way you can also do this is by helping, supporting. You know your work is good. Support him. Nobody will know. You don't need to tell anybody that, oh, I'm the one who even did this. Oh, the house we built, it is my money. You don't need to do those things. At the end of the day, you have to pray for him and pray for your children. You need, it takes affection to be able to pray for your husband. It takes humility to be able to pray for him. Praying for him will encourage and promote unity in the marriage. You need to pray for your children. If you feel that you can't do it, there are times I ask myself, God, am I being a good mother? Am I being a good parent? Am I training my children right? But one of the things I want to tell you, as Isaiah 54 verse 13 says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. So you need to take it in prayer. In Jesus' name, may God help us to t and teach us how to pray for our husbands. How can you become a godly woman? Maybe you are here. You, said, oh, you've, you are saying, oh, I want to do all these things in Proverbs 31. I want to live in reverent fear, knowing that God is always watching me. It is never out of reach. You need to get and receive forgiveness from all your past. You need to hold yourself accountable to the things of God. You need to be a woman after God's own heart. You need to remind yourself of your identity in Christ. And you need to align with God and follow his ways by reading the Bible daily, by praying all the time, by fasting and living a holy life. This morning, it is my prayer that God will help us to be women who fear him, to be women after his own heart. It doesn't matter if you are single, you will marry one day. The time to start being your best is now. The time to start training yourself is now. If you think that, oh, you have messed up or you are messing your marriage up, the time to make a change is now. Shall we rise up on our feet? Hallelujah. And happy Mother's Day to our mothers and to every woman in the house. Amen. I pray that God will strengthen you. I pray that God will continue to make you great. I pray that God will bless the work of your hands. I pray that you'll be fruitful. I pray that you'll be great. And I pray that your seeds will grow to become greater than you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take our fruitfulness declaration for the morning. The eternal God is our refuge. He opens rivers in desolate heights. The Lord makes the wilderness a pool of water. The Lord God is my sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Therefore, I delight myself in him. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall be fresh, and flourishing though the earth be shaken the name of the lord 
is my strong tower. By faith, I affirm that in Christ alone is my salvation. In him, I live and move and have my being. It is written, the righteous are like a tree planted by the waters, bearing fruits in its season. So I boldly declare, as for me, my God has made me exceedingly fruitful. In this season, my spirit bears fruits of righteousness. My talents make way for me. With my hands, I will plant, I will build, I will harvest day by day, step by step, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please take your seats. Please take your seats. Today is a special day for the women of the house. Hallelujah. And for those of you who are aware, we are having a, a women's month in ICGC Horeb Temple. And today also happens to be a Mother's Day. And so for such a day, God has prepared a special vessel to come and speak to us. So I'll be going to sit down very soon so that that special vessel will climb up and begin to speak to us. Amen. I have known this woman um, since 2006. 2006. So it's been a, it's been a long time. And by the grace of God, we've been married for 11 years. 11 years. 11 years. And by the kind grace of God, we have three beautiful children. Yes, beautiful children. There's a, a young man in there, but I call him Mr. Beautiful. Hallelujah. And for me, this woman is a pillar for me. And so if I take God out, the next person is this woman. I'm not saying it because I'm, I'm trying to introduce her, but that's the truth. Hallelujah. She's my intercessor. You know, sometimes we come and stand here and you think that we are the most powerful people, but sometimes things get to us and we are down. And this is when you see the power of a woman. This woman has been there for me and I believe she's been there for our children. I don't know what she's here to do this morning or what she'll be speaking to us. And I don't know what God is going to use her to do, but I believe that there is a word that God has deposited in her mouth for us this morning. Church, let's be upstanding as we welcome the vessel of the house. A vessel God has prepared. I call her Honam. 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 Oh, let's put our hands together and let's welcome upstage my wife, Honam. God bless you. Shall we please take our seats? We thank God for a special day like this. Thank you, my husband and my pastor. I am so grateful. The hyping this Amen. morning to God be the glory. Amen. Shall we? I, I first of all want to say a big thank you to him and the leadership of the church, 
to the women's executive and the entire church for giving me the opportunity to stand before you this morning. We pray that God will give me the grace so that I can speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand here not on my own, but on your authority. My Lord and my God, it is not by might, but it is by your spirit. Speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. My sermon title is A Woman Who Fears God. And as you all know, there is an a scripture in the word of God which all women are supposed to look up to so Proverbs 31 verse 10 to 31 but if I want to read all we will not finish now so I've, I'm going to pick some verses and read them verse, I'll start from verse 11 it says the heart of her husband Sorry, let me start from 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Verse 11. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. Verse 12 says, She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her verse 30 charm is deceitful and beauty is passing but a woman who fears the lord she shall be praised amen a woman who fears god can be referred to as a righteous woman a godly woman a virtuous woman and an upright woman. There are certain qualities and characters that will make this woman a woman who fears God. And that is what we are going to be looking at. A woman who fears God. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of her character. I believe that it is the fear of God that gives her all the qualities all the characteristics that she possesses. It is not any other thing but the fear of the Lord. So it forms the foundation of her character. It is out of fear for God that she is able to meet this criteria. When I say the fear of God, what am I talking about? Is it when a, a, a snake enters here and we are running helter-skelter? Is this the fear of, let's say, losing a job, the fear of developing maybe a condition or something? No, I'm not talking about that emotions that come when we face danger or when we feel that we, we are going to be harmed. That is not what I'm talking about. This morning, the fear that I am referring to is respect, is reverence, submission and obedience to God. This is the fear that I am presenting to you this morning. And it takes the fear of God for a woman to have virtues, for her to be honest, for her to be trustworthy, to be a woman of integrity, to be kind and to be loving. 
It is the fear of God that sets her apart from all other women. There are so many women in the world. You see beautiful women, but the, what makes the difference between they and the virtuous woman or the godly woman or the woman who fears the Lord is that fear, that reverence, that submission that we give to God. Many a times we are scared to be different from women in society. Yes, they will call us names. So because of that, I don't want to be called names. I remember when I was young, my cousin comes from abroad and when she comes, she will roam all clubs. She, say, she will come back and she's so excited. So many clubs in one night. And her dad will force me, go with her. Then I'll tell her that no, I don't want to be found in a club. I will not go. And they called me names. You are weird. As for you, your cousin is here. Instead of being her companion, oh, you are so weird. But I like the weirdness. Amen? May God grant us grace to be different in this perverse generation. May his fear become the foundation of our character. In Jesus' name. If you have fear for the Lord as a woman, you will not cheat on your husband. You will not abandon your children. There are women who will be happy to go and spend so much time in a gym, yet their children are waiting for them in the house to be taken care of. They will take delight in leaving their children with others when they go about having fun. This is not having the fear of the Lord. We have young women. You want to become a virtuous woman. You want to become a woman who fears the Lord. Yet, you are wrecking homes. A woman is crying daily because of you. She is sitting on her bed. She cannot sleep because you are wrecking her home. This is not a seed of a woman who fears the Lord. There are people who are sowing seeds of discord. Even in the house of God, they are not afraid. They will come to A and say this, stir the person up, go to B, just stirring up trouble in the church to see the house of God crumble down. But the truth of the matter is, a woman who fears God will not do these kinds of things. Amen? If we have the fear of God, we will not do these kind of things. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. As I said, the fear of God is a foundational true wisdom. We need to incorporate the fear of God into our daily lives. We need to have the fear of God so that we can live lives that will bring glory to the name of God. Sometimes people see us, they cannot tell the difference between we being godly women and we being worldly women. But there is a difference, and that difference must begin to show. So, a woman who fears God, may our foundation, the foundation of our character, be the fear of God. Amen. Secondly, a woman who fears God loves her husband. 
sorry. A woman who fears God loves her husband unconditionally. Verse, Proverbs 31 verse 12 says she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. It is not when you feel like it. Today, I feel like being nice to my husband and I'm nice to him. Tomorrow, I don't feel like it because what happened? He annoyed me. So today, I don't feel like being nice to him. Yet, you are living under the same roof. It takes the wisdom of God, humility, and understanding to do him good and not evil. Sometimes he will hurt you. You want to retaliate, but it takes the wisdom of God to do him good and not evil. When we get married, we get married because we are in love, isn't it? But once you get married, the wedding bells end. What is happening? Your love will be tested. If truly you married because of love, the marriage will show it. It will test you. Conflicts will happen. And then there will be weapons of words becoming like missiles and bombs. He would say things that will hurt you. You will also want to say things that will hurt him. There are times silence becomes the weapon. Stonewalling. You are not talking to each other. So at the end of the day, when we are sleeping, one turns to the left, one turns to the right. One thing I have done or we have done in marriage up till now. We don't get angry to the point where we go to bed and then one person turns this way, one person turns that way. Naturally, men have ego. They may find it difficult to say they are sorry, but their actions will tell you that they are truly sorry. So when we are going to bed and there is anger, me being the woman, or sometimes it could be him, but most of the time, I'll intentionally put my hands over my husband. What does that tell you? It is not because I want anything to happen, but it's just to tell you that we are not fighting. Because one of the things I have realized in life is we are spirit beings. When you lie on one side, turn your face to the other side, there is space in between you, and it is the devil who will come and glory himself in your midst. But we, as godly women, are not supposed to let that happen. Amen. It takes humility to remain lovable, even when your husband is not doing the right thing. There are some women, when their husbands are not doing the right thing, they want the whole world to know, so that they will see that I'm right. But it takes humility to still love him no matter what. As I said, offenses will come. And he, he may insult you, say things that will hurt you. But it takes humility to let go. And say, even though I am pained, even though, do you know that people you hurt, or people that get hurt by your actions, are people you really love. Because when they do things to you, it gets to you. But it takes the, the fear of God to say that even though I am hurt, I will still love you. I will still good, do good to you. Amen.
As women, we are emotional beings. A woman who fears God, she gives freely those in need. People of the household of faith, many at times, God places us in positions to help others. But what do we do? We think whatever God has given us is for us alone and for our families only. But kindness and goodness, they are the fruits of the Spirit. If you're a woman who fears God, you should be able to discern, you should be able to see that this person needs my help, that person needs my help, and extend a hand, a helping hand, or reach out to this person. Proverbs 31 verse 20, she extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hand to the needy. The time to help people is always at hand. We always get the opportunity. God places us in positions. I'm not saying you should go roam the streets of Accra and get poor people and take care of them. Neither am I saying you should give your money to people who are slothful or lazy. But the Bible admonishes us that we should do good to the people of the household of faith. Those who need that arm-stretched hand, those who need that help, they are around you. Colossians 3 verse Sorry, Galatians 6 verse 10. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. And one of the things that I want to tell us is that as you are doing good, it is unnecessary to let the whole world know that you are doing good. Maybe there may be somebody who needs help to go to the university. Their parents are not ready, or the nursing school, or secondary school, and you want to help that person. You don't go and tell people that, oh, sister, I'm school. You don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Let us endeavor to reach out to those around us through kindness, so that at the end of the day, we can be a blessing to them. In Jesus' name, amen. A godly woman brings respect and honor to her husband. Verse 23 of Proverbs 31. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among elders of the land. Who are the elders of the land? These are prominent people. These are respectable people. And for a man to be in the midst of these people, it means he is respected. He is prominent. When a king wears his crown, it tells people that you should give him honor and respect. And the Bible tells us that a wife of noble character, that's Proverbs 12 verse 4, is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like a decay in his bones. For a man to be respected or to feel love, you need to respect him. To them, respect is equal to love. So if you want to be the crown of your husband, you have to learn to honor and respect him. 
Why are people in the gates? Why are people in authority? Why are prominent people respecting him? It is because of his wife. It is the way you treat your husband. Your, your children will see, they will treat him same. Outsiders or neighbors will know and they will treat him same. If your husband comes to you and you snap at him, a young girl sees it, oh, this woman, she's snapping at her husband. The next time the man comes, says there is a reason for that, she may also snap at him. So if you are able to honor your husband, to give him respect, because you are his crown, and that is what people see, that is what people will, will use as a, a yardstick to give him that respect and honor that he deserves. This morning, There are things that you will do as a woman that will either bring honor to your husband or will bring him disgrace. Do you take care of his needs so that he can go out looking well or you refuse to wash his things and ask him to do it himself? How do you dress as a woman? Do you dress such that when you are on the streets, Anyone can do You are not giving your husband honor. You are not respecting him. Do you put your, your pictures on Facebook and people say unwholesome things to you? It is okay to put your picture there for people to say, oh, you're looking good. Oh, that is beautiful. But when you put your, your picture there and they are saying denigrating things, you are not giving your husband honor. You are not giving him respect. There are times people refuse to cook for their husbands. Today, I am angry. I will not cook. Now, Auntie B's chop bar is his dining hall. Everybody knows him there, and they are calling him names. It is not a godly character. Do you speak to him respectfully, or you are always quarreling in your house? The whole neighborhood knows that Auntie A calls her husband this calls her husband that. Oh, they're always screaming in their house. This is not a godly character. Respecting him and honoring him boosts his confidence. It gives him sound mind to be at his best. It makes him productive. It gives him opportunity to focus so that he can also be among prominent people. Many a times we want our husbands to be up there but we are causing them to be thinking day in, day out. They are thinking about our conduct. They are thinking about our behavior. They are not pleased with us. We are not even training our children. And these are things that will steal their confidence. But when you do it right, he will have confidence. He will be able to achieve more. And at the end of the day, you will see him sitting up there in the gates with the elders. And you will be called a woman who is godly. May God help us so that we can respect and honor our husbands. A godly woman is worthy of blessings and praise. Verse 28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also. Some men speak highly of their wives 
others. They can't have anything good to say. Today, women are rubbing shoulders with men because I am doing a good work. Who is my husband? Or when it comes to doing things, I have a friend who will take everything upon herself and be doing it in the house because she's doing a better job than the husband and she wants everybody to know. And when you say it, she will tell you he's not prudent with money. That is not the attitude of a godly woman. What are some of the things that will help you to earn the praise of your husband and your children? Sacrificing for him. You make them a priority. At the end of the day, you raise your children. You teach them the virtues of God. You set aside things to meet their needs, time for them. Another way you can also do this is by helping, supporting. You know your work is good. Support him. Nobody will know. You don't need to tell anybody that, oh, I'm the one who even did this. Oh, the house we built, it is my money. You don't need to do those things. At the end of the day, you have to pray for him and pray for your children. You need, it takes affection to be able to pray for your husband. It takes humility to be able to pray for him. Praying for him will encourage and promote unity in the marriage. You need to pray for your children. If you feel that you can't do it, there are times I ask myself, God, am I being a good mother? Am I being a good parent? Am I training my children right? But one of the things I want to tell you, as Isaiah 54 verse 13 says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. So you need to take it in prayer. In Jesus' name, may God help us to and teach us how to pray for our husbands. How can you become a godly woman? Maybe you are here. You said, you are saying, oh, I want to do all these things in Proverbs 31. I want to live in reverence fear, knowing that God is always watching me. It is never out of reach. You need to get and receive forgiveness from all your past. You need to hold yourself accountable to the things of God. You need to be a woman after God's own heart. You need to remind yourself of your identity in Christ. And you need to align with God and follow his ways by reading the Bible daily, by praying all the time, by fasting and living a holy life. This morning, it is my prayer that God will help us to be women who fear him, to be women after his own heart. It doesn't matter if you are single, you will marry one day. The time to start being your best is now. The time to start training yourself is now. If you think that, oh, you have messed up or you are messing your marriage up, the time to make a change it's now. Shall we rise up on our feet?